You are listening to Grow a Thriving Practice podcast. This is episode 30, What to Do with Feedback. Grow a Thriving Practice, a podcast made for biofield tuning practitioners, offering the resources to enhance your practice, grow your business, and continue your journey of self-discovery. I'm your host, Jillian Faldmo. Hey, Tuner. I hope you're having a lovely day today. You might notice that I am publishing this podcast just a day late. (laughs) It's been one of those weeks. It's actually, it's been a really big week, and I don't think I'm alone on that. (laughs) I think there's definitely something going on in the collective right now. So the kids started school, and I'm so happy about that. <laughs> it's been two years since they've, um, since they've actually been in school. Since, well, I guess it's been like a year and a half. Um, but it's just so different. And I don't even think that I realized how, like what, what I was missing um, when they weren't in school. You know, when they... When they were home over this past year and a half, um, it's a lot of responding and reacting and doing. And now I feel like I have the opportunity to just think for a little bit, uninterrupted, and to do more planning and intentional planning. And to really look at what I want to create this year for myself. Um, so I'm sure all of you moms out there and dads, you get it. (laughs) And even if you're not a mom or dad and you regularly care for someone else, you know that it's not always easy to create time for yourself where you can just be, but it's super important. Um, also this week, our cat Rumi went missing and, um, I am so happy to say that he came home. He was being really weird. Um, He was sick when he left, and uh, I think he must have gone and hid somewhere and was sick, and then he came home a couple days later, and he was still sick, so I took him to the vet yesterday, and um, and they gave him some anti-nausea stuff, and now he's back to normal. But we've certainly had a lot going on over here, and, and I feel bad because he's He's 10 years old. I've had him ever since I lived in Vermont, Um, basically ever since I moved to Vermont, and I brought him to California with me, and now he's here in Oregon, and we have two kittens, and we just got a new puppy this week. So now we have, what, two dogs, three cats, and a lizard. We're just seemingly collecting animals. And then on top of that, we were dog sitting um, for a couple of weeks, and it was hectic. So I don't blame Rumi for wanting to be on his own, but I'm so glad he's back. Those extra dogs aren't here, and now he's just got to acclimate to this um, to this puppy. Um, the puppy is a German short-haired pointer, and he's a uh, liver color, and his name's Cooper, and he's adorable. <laughs> Maybe I'll post some pictures on Instagram or Facebook, which I have not been keeping up with either. So, (laughs) you know, there's a time and season for everything. I think we're done collecting animals at the moment. Um, And we'll just focus on, like, 
like seeing this school year through and um, being excited about the things that are to come for this year. All right, that's all of my updates for now. I feel like there's more because it's been so crazy, but I will spare you. <laughs> so today I want to talk to you about receiving negative feedback. And I want to talk to you about this for a few reasons. The first reason being, if you're putting yourself out there and you're showing up, chances are you're going to receive negative feedback at some point, right? Not everyone's going to like you or what you do, and that's okay. And we'll talk about why that's okay as we go on. The second reason is that the fear of receiving negative feedback keeps a lot of you from putting your work out there into the world. And I can't tell you how many of my practitioner clients come to me with this issue. And I know it's something that I've battled too. And I want to reassure you that this is a completely normal thing. And here's why. We all want to be likable. We all want to be liked. We want to be loved. We want to be accepted by everyone. Right? Why is that? That doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with us. It just means that we think we're going to experience a feeling when we think that we're liked, loved, and accepted. The feeling that we want and, and the reason actually why we want anything is because of a feeling we think that we have. So we, we think we're going to feel accepted like we belong. We're going to feel loved and we're going to feel liked, right? So my question to you is why do we want to feel these things? And are you not feeling them now? Are you liking yourself enough or are you wanting other people to do that job for you? All of us suffer with this. <laughs> we all want other people to do our job, right? If you would love me, accept me, take care of me, then I wouldn't have to do any of that for myself. And that becomes a problem for us. Because when we rely on other people to create a feeling for us, they always fail. It's impossible for other people to create feelings for you. They can't like you enough. They can't give you enough good feedback to make up for you not liking you, not accepting you, right? So being likable has nothing to do with other people. It has everything to do with your thoughts about you. And this is really, really important because someone can give you, like I said, all of the positive feedback in the world. But if you aren't believing those things about yourself, you certainly won't believe them. So here's something that I can share with you about receiving negative feedback and your emotional response to it. When you receive feedback, um, particularly either negative feedback or, um, or criticism from someone and you're activated emotionally, like maybe you're feeling shame or defensiveness in response to that, um, that could be an indicator that you are believing them, which isn't a good thing or a bad thing. It just, it just is. It's a place of awareness. 
when I receive negative feedback from someone, whether it's my husband or a client or one of the kids or a friend, my knee-jerk reaction is to blame the other person for giving me the feedback, right? Or it's to blame them for for the the issue, <laughs> right? So if someone says, for example, like, well, let's just take the family, like, you're being harsh and impatient. I'm like, well, you're the reason I'm being harsh and impatient, <laughs> right? But over time, I've learned to be receptive to any and all feedback. And I will say that this is the hardest thing in the family. But I am, I have become better at practicing that with like more in a more professional manner. I've learned to be more receptive to that feedback, to take it in, to pause and reflect. And I don't need to respond to anything or with anything except for thank you for that feedback. I need to look at that and consider what you're saying. And I'll often offer an apology. Like, I, I'm sorry that that was your experience, right? Because I do genuinely feel bad. Um, so I had a client a few months ago that gave me some um, some feedback. Uh, she was a new client. I had never worked with her before. And um, and she wasn't happy with the session. And th th these were like almost literally the exact things that I said. I said, thank you so much for sharing that feedback. I know that that was probably difficult. And a lot of people um, aren't as open to sharing that kind of feedback. And I apologize that that was your experience. Um, and I just need to take some time to look at what you said and consider what you're saying. Um, and if there's anything else that you feel like sharing with me, please feel free to do so. And can I just tell you, that type of response and that really genuinely coming from me feels so much better than going right to defense, than going right to shame, than going right to, I think what I, what I used to do is go, they're right, I'm wrong. <laughs> And, and kind of beating myself up about it, right? So having that type of reflective, neutral response, you have to come from that reflective, neutral space. Like that energy has to be available to you. And when you can do that, there's an opening and an opportunity to reflect. So I love Brene Brown so much. Um, and she talks about the shame response and how anytime that we're feeling that shame response, like I'm wrong um, or I'm bad or whatever, it's important to take a moment or, or maybe many moments <laughs> and, and not, not respond and react right then and there. So one of my favorite things that she says is, um, and I don't think that I would say this out loud, but just go, okay, this isn't productive right now. I need to reschedule. So like kind of saying again, like, okay, I need to look at what you're saying and consider that and then come back with a response. So if that's the case for you, if you feel like you're, um, you're activated, maybe your shame response is up or you're feeling defensive or whatever's happening for you that you feel like is an emotion that you're coming from that's not productive, Take some space and then ask yourself these questions. How do I see what they are saying to be true? 
how do I see what they are saying not to be true? And where is the opportunity for growth? If I'm finding myself in this kind of response, or I can't stop thinking about it, I'm beating myself up, I know that's an area where I need to work on accepting myself, loving myself, liking myself, despite what anyone else thinks. So starting there, that's the place that I have to get to first before I can look at ways I can improve. I have to accept myself for just as I am and forgive myself before I go any further. And this is really important work and it's it's not easy work. If it were easy, we'd all be loving and accepting ourselves completely. But that's just not the reality of it. Now, if you are someone who loves yourself completely, you've done the work. Good for you. I bet it was a long journey traveled. <laughs> but for those of you who are still struggling with this, I love something that my coach told me. She said, you can be the juiciest, most beautiful peach, but there's always going to be someone that doesn't like peaches. And we don't blame the peach, right? If someone doesn't like a peach, we don't say, it's the peach's fault. <laughs> and we actually don't even blame the person. We don't hold it against them that they don't like peaches. It's okay that they don't like peaches. It doesn't say anything about the peach. And the only thing it says about the person is what their preferences are. Now, think about this for yourself. If someone doesn't like you, it has nothing to do with you. Maybe you're just not their flavor. And this also applies to the work that you do. If someone isn't satisfied with their session or your booking process or whatever it might be, just keep this thought in mind. Maybe it's just not their flavor and that's okay. Now, a tendency of mine used to be that every bit of feedback I would get, I'd go and change something to please them. And that was so exhausting. Not only was I always changing them, but I was changing them to make them happy. And so I was, I was chasing this tail <laughs> that I could never get because no matter what we do, it's impossible to make everyone happy. So I stopped <laughs> out of exhaustion. And I just realized that I needed to approach this differently. Okay, so now when I get feedback about a process I have or the work itself, I spend some time understanding my reasons for doing what I do. And I make sure I like those reasons. And if I like those reasons, I keep doing it. And if I don't like those reasons, then I change something. Right? So a reason could be I want to change something like I want to change it because, you know, it's uh, like, let's just say scheduling, for example. I want to change this scheduling because, you know, um, there's, there's like frequent miscommunications and, um, and I don't like, I don't like those miscommunications. I want to avoid those in the future, or I want to change scheduling because I, um, I don't want to spend a whole lot of time going back and forth, emailing about times. Um, now I like those reasons, so I would change it. Now, another reason might be, um, I want to change scheduling because this person told me to and I want to make them happy. Do I like that reason? No. <laughs> so 
So I don't change the thing because I think it would make someone else happier. Because I see now that no matter what I do, I can't make anybody, I can't make anybody happy. I can't make everybody happy, right? I make the changes now because I see value in the change. And I want to improve because, because that's, that's where I'm headed, not because I want to people please. All right, so be prepared for this, receiving negative feedback, especially if you're just putting yourself out there. It's normal, it's appropriate, it's helpful to get feedback, okay? And you can even ask for feedback. I think a lot of people struggle to ask for feedback too. I know I certainly do sometimes. I'm like, oh, you know, I don't, I don't want to ask for feedback because I'm afraid of, I'm afraid of the sting and I'm afraid of looking at um, certain aspects of, of how I show up and what I do. So just notice if that's something that, um, that you consider too. But again, like feedback is such a helpful place for growth. Not, and I'm not even just to change you or change your processes, but to look at where, wh what you're believing about yourself. Where are you liking and accepting yourself? And where are you not liking and accepting yourself? And sometimes, yeah, those are the, the deepest, darkest places to go to. What are those things I don't like about myself? It doesn't mean that you have to change. I just really want to get that point across. You don't have to change. The whole point, I think, of this message is to say, even if there's that things that you don't like about yourself, getting to that place of acceptance about those things that you don't like can be huge for growth and huge for coming to uh, more of a place of self-love and liking yourself more. Always start there. Okay, I hope this was helpful. Um, if you want to share any feedback with me, here I am. I'm open. I'll take it all. <laughs> and also, if you want to share some um, experiences that you had, maybe where you received some feedback and what you did with that feedback, I think that would be helpful for everyone to hear. So, um, you could post it on um, the Facebook group if you want and maybe just link this, this podcast or you can send a message directly to me. I'd love to hear about it. All right. Take care. Have a great weekend. Bye. Hey, Tuner. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please consider leaving a review and subscribe so that you catch each episode as it publishes. Happy tuning.